Hey college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Emma from University of Central Florida. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy. Hello, uh, my name is Emma Rorig. I'm a political science major with a minor in environmental studies and international global studies. Um, at the University of Central Florida, and I currently serve as the Sustainability and Innovation Coordinator for UCF Student Government. So take me back to high school, maybe this was middle school for you. How important was education for your family, and how did that influence how you approached the college process? Um, So my dad did not go to college. He owned a tugboat company. And my mom got her AA from a a state school in New York, and then um, she worked for NBC. So um, no one in my family um, has has a bachelor's degree, at least my immediate family. Um, So it was something like I knew, obviously, like I was going to go to college, I was going to get a degree, but I didn't really have like a dream school, I I would say, like most kids do. Like I originally, because I'm originally from New York, and then I moved um, down to Southwest Florida when I was in uh, middle school so originally like my only goal was I wanted to go back to New York and go to school there I thought maybe like NYU just like as a reach school but um, as I started going through like high school I started adapting Florida a little bit more and I realized like the in-state schools were really uh, much cheaper and I was already a Florida resident so it just became much easier to stay in state. When you were in high school and maybe just throughout your life, did your parents, were your parents really involved with your, with you getting like good grades and making sure that you did like extracurriculars that were meaningful or were you kind of left to your own devices to figure that out? Um, I would definitely say that I was pretty independent. Like I kept up with all of my own um, grades and everything. Um, I didn't really need much like hovering over anything. And all like extra cookers I got involved with I were pretty much on my own accord. Um, I did swimming, marching band, and student government, which <laughs> ended up being a lot. But I ended up just doing it um, all on my own just because, I, I mean, obviously I had help. Like I had rides to swim practice and band and whatnot before I could drive. But yeah, ultimately I, I just kind of was on my own. And one thing I was wondering, because I just recently figured out that Florida residents as long as you keep your GPA up to a certain point and you have volunteer hours, you're eligible for this financial aid scholarship. And this like applies to all Florida students. So were you focused on that? Did you know about that? And was it like your goal to get the scholarship? It's like the bright futures, right? Yeah. Bright futures is a big thing here. Um, Pretty much like a lot of people I know have their whole tuition um, paid for by Bright Futures. So yeah, I did like, I did over 100 volunteer hours in high school, um, which is one of the requirements. You have to have a certain SAT, ACT. So I actually had to retake it one time just to meet the requirement for that. Um, and then, yeah, the GPA is pretty easy. I think it's like a 3.5. So that was easy. That's the easiest part of it. But yeah, that is a big deal for in-state residents. And that's why a lot of students decide to stay in state because it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. So Starting from freshman year all the way to senior year, what kind of classes did you take? So I guess beginning freshman year, and then did you increase the rigor with with by including APs, IBs, or honors classes? Uh, my 
freshman year, I actually only took honors and no, we were able to take, I think, AP human geography. But um, since I'm the oldest child, my mom didn't understand what APs were and she was scared of me taking them because she wasn't sure if I do well. So she kind of like shied me away from them. Um, but sophomore year, I think I took, um, I know I took an AP class. I think I took. I cannot remember for the life of me. I definitely, after freshman year, I definitely started taking APs because my sister got to high school and she took them because we realized that we were more than capable of doing it. So, yeah, I definitely, um, senior year, I started taking dual enrollment at the local community college. I wasn't taking as many AP classes, um, but because DC was just, I got more classes done in a short amount of time. But, yeah, I definitely increased rigor every year. Yeah, and in by the end of high school, how many... Let's talk about dual credit a little bit later, but how many AP credits did you have to maybe transfer over to college by the end of senior year? Um, I definitely had more than 30 because I'm actually graduating a year early. Um, I'm pretty sure I had I had almost like half my AA, actually probably more than half. So did you take the, and you probably took the AP test because that's how you get credit. And what was your average score on those AP tests? Um, I'm pretty sure I got a four on every single AP except AP stats. I got a one because I'm very really? bad at math and I'm oh. still bad at math. <laughs> yes. See, okay. And, yeah. And so in high school, did you, so you're saying that you're not very good in STEM. So in high school, did you know what you wanted to pursue later in life or did you just knew you, did you just know that you were not going to do something STEM related? Um, no, I actually had no idea. I knew like see, science, I actually pretty much enjoy. I just math, which was really not my thing. So I was kind of a little bit all over the place. I originally applied to UCF as an English major. Um, and for a while I thought I wanted to do like writing publication and everything. Um, but it was kind of like scared me because I knew like how uncertain that kind of career would be. Um, and then senior year, I led like this community gardening project, um, while I was in student government as part of my volunteer hours for Bright Futures. Um, and I got really into like horticulture and like the environment and everything. So it really got me thinking of doing a career in that. And then I finally figured out like once I got to college freshman year, I was like volunteering at the Arboretum and everything that I wanted to do something like environmentally related. And then personally, because I know I'm like better at social science that I political science is the best way to do that because it was the best way to like advocate for the environment. That's, that's true. So let's go back to your high school transcript before we talk about your extracurriculars and such. So can you tell me what you did to prepare for either the SAT or the ACT? Honestly, I, I don't think I really studied for the ACT. I only took it once. Um, it was just to kind of try out. The SAT, I had like a test prep book that I went through by myself a little bit. And then um, I did like the Khan Academy. I think they, they had like this program where like you could in your PSAT score and then it would help you with all the areas that you like you didn't do well in so I did that for a little bit but I honestly didn't really study as probably as much as I should have for it yeah (laughs) and in the end well yeah in in the end what was the score that you sent out to the schools um I think it was like the top it was literally like the top amount for bright futures it's like a 12 something oh so you just literally just just met the requirement yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 And do you regret not studying for the um, the SAT more, or do you think it's fine because you still got the scholarship in the end? Um. Honestly, 
for the schools I was applying to, it wasn't really a huge deal. So that's why I wasn't like too concerned about it. Um, so not really. I mean, if I wanted to try a little bit harder, I could have gone to like maybe a more prestigious school, but um, I enjoy UCF and I feel like in grad school, I can make up for it. So let's move on to the more exciting stuff, which is the extracurriculars. What, and you, you told me the main extracurriculars you did. So can you tell us again and then elaborate on each one and what you did, what role you had in those extracurriculars? Yeah, um, so I started off doing marching band. I did co- concert band and marching band because um, I did band throughout elementary school, middle school. So that was just something like I naturally thought to stick with because I really enjoyed music. Um, and I, I I was like, I would say I was like naturally like kind of talented at it. So I knew it was like something that I was good at. So I was going to keep with it. Um, and then I did swimming. I don't honestly to say not really quite sure why I didn't enjoy it all too much, but um, I I was not very athletic prior to high school, but swimming definitely got me in shape and it got me like now I work out like regularly, so it's definitely a good thing. Um, but it was very rigorous; like we had morning practices for three, four times a week, um, and then practice after school, and then I went to marching band practice after that, and then I went home and did homework. So it's definitely interesting. And that was also like a natural, national honor society, uh, student government, um, Triam, which is like a music honor society. And I think that's, that's it. Okay. And what, like, I understand that those, especially band and swimming were a big commitment. So with band, did you, I'm not exactly sure how band works or orchestra works because I'm not musically talented, but did, were you like a band captain or like some sort of section leader? Um, no, because I did swimming, I wasn't really able to dedicate the time to be any sort of like leader mm-hmm. for that. And I, I honestly didn't really have much interest in doing it because in student government, I was already taking leadership positions there. So I didn't feel like I had to. I see. And then with swimming, did was that was also time commitment, but did you like go to competitions and I guess like kind of outside of the regular like sports person, did you go to competitions? Did you win like some sort of awards for your swimming? And maybe for your school as well? Um, I got varsity every year um, since freshman year. And then I also made it to regionals two years. Um, but I can't say I broke any records. <laughs> I, I definitely like placed placed in like the top numerous times, but nothing and nothing like exceedingly like impressive. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. And the one I'm most interested about is SGA. So you said you held some leadership positions. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, so sophomore year, I think sophomore year, sophomore year I was just a representative, which was my first year. Um, and then junior year, I was junior class secretary, and then senior year, I was senior class president. Really? Okay, can you tell us, uh, first of all, how you found out or at least how you joined SGA to begin with, and then how you climbed yourself up in the ranks to become president senior year. Yeah, um, sophomore year. So in my, at my school, you can only do it since sophomore year. You can only do it as a freshman. So um, it's actually something I didn't really think that I would be interested in. And then my friend kind of was like, hey, you'd be good at this. Like, you should run. And then, like, you have to, like, run a campaign and the students vote for you. And then somehow I made it in. Honestly, still to the same, not sure how. But um, I got in just as a representative. I didn't hold any office. I think there was like three representatives. Um, But and then I really, really liked it. I realized that I kind of had like, um, I was very dedicated to it. I put a lot 
that time into it. Um, even with everything else going on, I'd still kind of prioritize it, especially like after swim season ended, I was able to put more time to it, everything. Um, and then junior year, uh, I ran, I ran for officer position. I honestly am not sure which one. I don't remember. I think it was like vice president. Um, I ended up getting secretary um, because the other kids in there had already held officers, officer positions a sophomore mm-hmm. year. So that made sense. Um, and then senior year, I just, I think I just kind of proved that I was the most dedicated to it. And um, I put like more time into it more than a lot of the other students um, in senior government. So I was able to kind of climb higher, a little bit higher and I eventually got president. <laughs> yeah. And what roles did you play? And just as a representative secretary and class president. So what roles did you play in student government? Because I don't have a student government at my school, so I don't really know how it works in high school at least. Yeah, um, my student government was in charge of doing homecoming, prom, um, different. So we did like senior class events. So we did like senior class luncheon. We did um, like a Christmas celebration party thing for them. Uh, we did like teacher appreciation breakfasts. Um, so like in, before school in the morning, we would put on a little breakfast for all the teachers a couple times a month uh, or a couple times a year. And um we also, so like all of the student governments within the state um, are like, they're a part of this organization called Florida Association of Student Councils. Um, so we also got to go to like conferences and meet kids from like other student governments. Um, and then you're able to kind of compete for projects you did. And so that's why senior year I ended up doing the community garden project. Um, it was a lot of community service as well. Like we went out in the community and did a lot of things. So I led the gardening project um, as a community service project in that um I think that one second and like the state level comp- competition. Well, that's, that's amazing. So in your, you did, did you do common application? Um, no, I, I, I didn't do common app. It was, um, I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But I'm, I'm sure you have to like write some sort of essay. So did you, what, what did you center your essays around? Was it the impact you had in your student government or was it other extracurricular? So what did you focus those on? Um, so actually, surprisingly enough, one of them, the one I've, I got, I wrote for UCF uh, in band. I, my band director made me play oboe, um, which if no one knows an oboe is, it's a very difficult instrument to play. Yes, it is. And it was a, quite a challenge. So I kind of wrote it just like lighthearted essay about that, um, kind of like like a little metaphor of how oboe playing affects life. It was honestly pretty cheesy. But um, other ones I wrote about moving like from New York to Florida. Um, and then, I, yeah, I did, I think, I think within the oboe essay, I did mention like senior government and leadership and everything like that because I didn't have a big part of high school. But yeah, See, and so this was specifically for University of Central Florida, but th- were, were all your essays for like the other Florida schools relatively like kind of the same? Yeah, I think I I think I only wrote like, like two or three essays because most of the prompts were pretty similar. Yeah. UCF and, had like it's. Oh, sorry. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. UCF had like an application of its own, like. All the other Florida schools had its com- like their own common app thing, but UCF you had to apply separately. I'm not really sure why. Oh yeah, yeah. Some schools have their like own separate application. Yeah. So how did you end up making a college list on which colleges you wanted to apply to, and how how did you kind of tackle that? Because some people 
do this thing where they apply to a couple REACH schools, a couple 50-50 schools, and then a couple safety schools. So how did you tackle that? Um, so I guess my kind of like reach school, which it wasn't really too much of reach school was UF, um, which I honestly was not like too keen on going. It was just kind of like the prestige, like at Florida, UF was like the most prestigious school. Um, and then I apply, I also applied to the fashion Institute of technology, actually, which is kind of funny now because I'm not doing anything relevant to fashion, but, um, a lot of my family went there because they're all like, they're all from New York. They live in the city. Um, and when I was younger, I was really interested in like fashion design. I thought I'd be a fashion designer, but I was like when I was like much, much younger. Um, so I just kind of applied there just to see if I could get in and if I had a drastic change in life plans, I would go, um, which I, I did get in, but I didn't go, obviously. And um, then I honestly, I applied to UF, FSU, UCF, and that was pretty much it. I kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go and I knew where I'd get in, so I didn't really bother like doing any reach schools because I didn't really care to go to them. Yeah. And one thing that interests me about the Bright Futures, because I didn't know about this at all until like I just heard it about it recently. And I think it's an amazing program. So if you didn't, I guess, meet the requirement or perhaps you decided to go to another school that was not in Florida, was was like finance a big, uh, how would you say, a factor in your family or like a driving factor for picking a college? Or were you, did you have a little bit more free reign? Um, I would say I definitely had free reign. Like I wasn't told like you can't go here because it's too expensive. Um, my sister goes to school in California, actually. Um, so like it, for her, like she didn't really care or like stay and say, I just kind of thought it was like the reasonable thing to do. Like if you can save money, um, go for it. Like I didn't have exact plan of what I want to do. So it's not like I was going to school because I had like this great program. Um, so to me, it just kind of like made sense to me all like the, most of the universities would be the same if I could get into them. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like a huge setback. I knew like we knew we'd figure it out eventually. And yeah. And how did you, how, from the schools that you did apply to, which ones did you get accepted into, deferred from, and rejected from? Um, so I, for the UF, they have like this thing called the PACE program. So it's like you can only go online for your first year or two or until you get your AA. So I got into the PACE program for UF. Um, and then I got into FSU and UCF and FIT. But those are the only schools I applied to. Yeah, so, and how did you choose which school to, which school that you would go to because in florida your tuition would be covered for all right yeah yeah so how did you um choose between FSU, those schools? um i would say like ucf ucf is actually the only school that i toured um i had never seen the uf or fsu campus until i got to college um and i just felt like most familiar with it and fsu like i would say kind of had like a negative um negative connotation around it like it was definitely known as like the party school and I like that UCF was in Orlando like it was more of like a urban city and there's like more to do or like Tallahassee's kind of like like very country out there and it's not something I was really used to because like I grew up in New York um yeah. so I just thought like UCF was more comfortable. UCF was more comfortable okay and so you got into college and you picked the college that you're going to go to. What were your expectations of college itself before you actually went? Because you didn't really have at least someone in your immediate family to tell you, oh, this is what college is like. This is what you're going to experience and such. Um, I would say yeah, I was nervous. I think that's also one of my biggest reasons I stayed in state because like 
no one before had like gone and left like as the oldest child so I was like kind of scared to move away from home I would say which is like a little bit embarrassing but um I, I was I was pretty nervous just because like UCF is it's like the second largest school by enrollment so it was like I remember like my English teacher was like oh you're gonna get lost on such a big campus so that like terrified me I was like I don't want to get lost it like not like physically but like just within the crowd like you're just like one person out of 80,000 students um so that definitely pretty that really scared me but I definitely I found I found my niche here and like throughout my years like I've definitely found what has been interested what I'm interested in and I've definitely like develops myself as a person so um I would say it definitely college has not been exactly what I pictured it to be but it's definitely better than what I thought it would be that's good and so when you went into college you said you were kind of scared because of like stuff that people told you and you also mentioned how you weren't really looking for any specific programs and such you were kind of just looking more or less like in Florida. So were you really excited to go to college or was it just like another four years of education? Because some people are really, really excited and they're like, oh, this is going to be a completely new journey. And then other people are like, oh, I'll just earn my degree and then get a job or get a graduate degree. I was excited. I didn't see, I didn't really see it as like, oh, another four years. So just kind of, to me, it was like protection, like, oh, another four years before I have to go in in the real world. That was like the biggest thing for me. Like, it wasn't, like, I wouldn't say it's something that I was looking forward to since, like, the beginning of high school. It's just kind of like, yep, this is the next step. Here we go. Like, kind of, like, just going with the flow. Like, I was scared to move. But honestly, like, where I was in Punta Gorda, like, I didn't want to stay there forever. And I knew that. So, it was good to leave anyways. So, it wasn't, like, a huge, I would say it was a huge deal. I think the biggest thing was just leaving my family since I was the oldest. So, I was, like, the first one to leave. Yeah. And so you've gotten into college and you've picked UCF. So arriving there, your first time ever, like being there as a student, what did you do? How did you experience it? Did you go to orientation? Were you completely lost and confused? Like what what happened your first day or your first week there? Yeah. So they actually do orientation. Like they have different sessions, um, like months before the first day of school, just because there's so many kids that they have to go through. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but when I first got to, to college, it was kind of like, I was like a little bit in state of confusion because I knew like in high school, like I was just, I did way too much. Like I was just that all the time. And I knew when I got to college, I didn't want to do the same thing. Like I wanted to kind of like give myself some free time, which I never really had in high school. Um, so for the, the first semester I volunteered in the Arboretum every week. Um, I was, I'm a part of, there's this program called the Lead Scholars Academy um, at UCF. it's like a selective leadership program so I got into that and um I was thinking about that and then yeah and Arboretum that was pretty much it I couldn't really decide what exactly I wanted to do um so I started to kind of trying everything out I did a lot of IM sports with my friends which I I still need to do right before um COVID ended everything but um and um yeah and then the next semester after that I I got an internship with profit so that kind of like spearheaded everything else I did after and so okay so you got involved when you first came into college so did you know that getting involved would help you I mean socially and like at least give you something to look forward to or did you happen upon it by like accident just like oh let me try this and then you figured out that this is like really the way to make friends and make the best of your college experience um, I definitely, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest reason why I wanted to get involved was to make friends just because like UCF is such a big campus. So in order to meet people, you have to like go out and, and 
like just because, meet people with similar interests as you and then hope it kind of like sticks. Um, so I would say, I mean, obviously I wanted to do it because it's a boost like career and everything, but I say initially it was just kind of like finding something to look forward to, to dedicate, to fill up time. Because after a while I started realizing I hate free time. And that was why I didn't have any in high school. So it started driving me crazy when I wasn't doing anything. And that's why definitely why I started getting involved in a lot more things. Yeah. And so coming into coming into college, you weren't like in another state or like in another country in college, but you were still a good amount of distance from your family. So did you ever have the feeling of homesickness or did you ever feel like I this is terrible. I wanted I just want to go back home. That feeling of like loneliness because nobody knows each other. And as you say, UCF is a huge campus. So did you have that kind of feeling? Um, I definitely say like the first semester I did feel like a l- little bit of loneliness just because um the dorm that I was in, I didn't have this room. It was kind of like four four smaller suites in one little like um kind of like apartment type thing except it wasn't like it was really just like a hallway and then four separate rooms so there's like no one there like I had to talk to all the time or like really like socialize with and my other roommates all like rushed and were in sororities so like we didn't really ever hang out they're always like in their sororities and everything so that was like a little bit tough because I did want to be friends with my roommates like the normal college experience but that didn't really happen um but it it definitely just took time uh, and then like the homesickness part I was like so I, UCF was three hours away from where I was from so I did go home for like certain event like my sister is a year younger than me so I went home and she was in theater so I went home for like a lot of her um like theater productions because it, it was her senior year so I didn't want to miss them so I would say like I wasn't really able to be homesick too much just just because I did go home quite often the first year but after the first year I kind of stopped going home yeah, and so you said that you're the well. There's four, and I kind of understand how the UCF like dorm system works. So there are four of you, and you said the other three girls decided to rush. So why didn't you do? Why didn't you decide to do that? Or were you like not sure? Like how, why did you not decide to do sorority? Um, I thought about it, but I I don't know. I just kind of I knew that I, I felt like I really like fit into that kind of. Thing. I also like just talking like when I did talk to my roommates about it like they would explain like all the activities they did and what what the day-to-day consisted of and it just didn't interest me really like it just seemed to be like a lot of events that I don't know I wanted to do something productive that was like going towards something like the greater good and that's why like I ended up working for like nonprofit and everything but like I don't know sorority just seemed to me like you're paying for friends so I wanted it to be more like of a genuine experience like I did something I was interested in and I met these people along the way um and it wasn't just like oh, i rushed through the sorority and then now they are forced to be my friends <laughs> yeah so i have a question about how sororities work um I, i'm not familiar because obviously i'm not in a sorority but is there a distinct culture like that separates people who are in sororities and fraternities from the other people who are not in greek life is there like kind of a separation like you can't really mix with each other in certain events and such so is there, do you feel that kind of difference or do you, do you have like friends and sororities and you guys still hang out or something? Um, I would definitely say, I would say like just naturally, like there's kind of divide just because like anyone that is in Greek life kind of 
associate like everyone they know is in Greek life. It's like just kind of two different. I know, like in student government, a lot of people in student government are in Greek life, so that's kind of like the biggest place where they mingle, um, like non-Greek and Greek. But other than that, like I feel like other otherwise, it's like kind of hard for a Greek and non-Greek to kind of. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm just saying this from my own personal experience. Like outside of student government, I don't really encounter too many people that are in Greek life. But that's also because I'm not in Greek life, so it's just yeah. like I don't know those people. But I would definitely say like it's definitely a big thing uh, i don't know like i feel like it's a big thing at ucf like a, a lot of people fresh and it's definitely like a lot of kids in student government but i wouldn't say it's like a big deal like oh like greek life don't talk to them like, or whatever okay and so you say you didn't want to i guess the greek life didn't appeal to you after you heard your roommate after you heard your roommates talking about it so what exactly did they do in greek life that didn't appeal to you like i'm completely new to this i have no idea about sororities fraternities or anything so when my run roommate was explaining to me it just seemed like every sunday they have like chapter meetings where they go over kind of like decorum and what's going to be happening or whatever and then like there's like a lot of like mandatory socials that you had to go to at like different bars or restaurants or like during weeknights which just seemed kind of crazy to me and then i know like my roommate one time was talking about how they're doing like this dance or lip sync battle which i guess it was a fundraiser so it's for a good cause but um, like she had like three hours of, of lip sync battle practice every night for like two weeks and I was just like I would not want to do that so that was definitely the biggest thing that like set me over the edge <laughs> yeah okay I see interesting so how if it wasn't a sorority how did you occupy your time how did you occupy your time and I think you mentioned some sort of non-profit work so could you talk about that kind of stuff you did yeah um so first my first semester, I definitely just filled time like volunteering at the Arboretum, gardening and everything, um, which led me to, there's this nonprofit um, in Orlando called um, Ideas for Us. And they kind of do, they do like environmental action. Like we did a lot of shoreline restoration and stuff like that. So my first, my first, my second semester, sorry, my first spring semester at UCF, um, I was a grant writing intern. So I would go to the Orlando office downtown, which is like 20 minutes away from UCF. Um, and I'd help basically like fill out grants and stuff for the nonprofit to, so they can have income and they can afford to do different projects. So it was a really good experience. I definitely learned a lot and it definitely like spearheaded everything else that I was going to do because like I started getting experience within like the environmental field and I started learning more about it and getting more interested. So then I, I after during my internship, I picked up the environmental studies minor um, and I almost contemplated switching my major to it honestly, um, but it would have just taken more time. I wouldn't have been able to graduate a year early like I was already on track to do. Um, so, and it was ultimately, it was kind of the same thing because like the environmental studies major, it has the policy track that you can do. So mm -hmm. it's like just flipping it. Um, but yeah, then after um, my internship, I also, I did some other things on campus. I was a peer mentor for freshman students. So there's like a class that freshmen can take. Um, and then the peer mentors are assigned to each class and you kind of like help guide freshmen um, throughout their first year. So I did that like the summer after my freshman year. Um, and then I got involved in like office of sustainability initiatives and then and then eventually student government where I mostly did sustainability work and I continue to do it now. So your, your joining of student government, did that come like naturally? You did it in high school and then you were going to do it in college? Or did you say, maybe I'll take a break from it and then just ended up joining it? So how did you transition from high school to college? And did you notice any bigger difference in how student governments run in high school versus college? 
I knew that I, when I got to college, I, I figured like I did want to do student government. It was just kind of like for freshmen. It's not like they had like this one program that freshmen can do, but wasn't like actual student government. So I was just kind of waiting a bit. And I knew that I was like in college was much more competitive than it was in high school. And it was much different than it was in high school. It wasn't like homecoming and prom or anything. Like it was actually like dealing with the school budget and doing actual like real in- initiatives and um so last um fall so the beginning of my sophomore year i was able to sit on the sustainability council for student government and i was kind of like the vice chair so i was basically shadowing the person who held the position that i have now and i was basically learning everything about like sustainability initiatives on campus and i was learning like how they are done and everything and then that's why this year like the executive branch so i don't know if this is worth explaining where you want me to, but the way student sure, government yeah. works Explain all you is want. at UCF and most colleges. <laughs> uh, the way these uh, student government works in most colleges that I know is like there's it's supposed to mock like the like the U.S. government. So there's executive branch, um, and then an executive cabinet, which I'm on now, and then there's senate. So each college, um, like each individual college, gets their own amount of senators and then you can run for a senate seat and then there's judicial so you can run for a judicial seat and that covers like student conduct and stuff like that um so executive branch had the position that was like the sustainability coordinator um and then she ran like the sustainability council underneath her so that's what i ended up doing in my sophomore year and then after learning from her and like learning the ropes and everything i was able to get to her position the next year after she graduated which was really really cool yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about your role in student governments as the coordinator for sustainability? Yeah, so, so my my role kind of covers like a really wide array of things because sustainability and innovation, innovation kind of can mean anything. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's definitely a lot of different things that fall in under it. But um, so I would say that like the biggest projects I've been working on have been I have a lot of different gardening projects going on. Um, so at UCF, we have like a remote campus called the Rosen campus, which is like the school of hospitality that it's about, mm, I would say like 45 minutes away from the main campus. Honestly, I've never been there, but, um, we're working on doing a garden, a di- we want, it's going to be the Rosen diversity garden. And our goal is to have the culinary students, um, be able to help like grow the garden and grow their own food to be able to use in the cooking classes so it's kind of like a farm to table type thing Mm -hmm. and then in the process like it'll help boost like education around like sustainable farming and agriculture and also like ecotourism which is like a huge thing uh, especially like in florida so that was that's definitely like a very exciting initiative um we also just opened a downtown campus in downtown orlando so we're working on putting like tower gardens in the residence hall because since it's in the city it's kind of hard to put like actual like full-blown community garden um but the tower gardens are kind of like it's like a large tower made of pvc pipe and then you just kind of like grow the um greens or fruit or whatever like in little slots Mm -hmm. and then there's led lights and a little sprinkler and it's like perfect way to do like urban farming we're working on installing some of those in there and then also like i cover i'm working on like sustainability um, curriculum integration integration so I'm trying to get like sustainability taught in like all classes because it is applicable to every discipline um, especially like as students are preparing to go into the workforce where sustainability will continuously become more important mm-hmm. then I offer, like mental health uh, we're working on like mental health campaign we're bringing in a guest speaker that reached out to us um, and especially like now with like COVID and everything we're definitely trying to emphasize that a lot because a lot of students are starting to feel like 
very like overwhelmed um, about everything going on. Um, and yeah, and I also cover like health and health a little bit. I have to sit on the um, student health advisory committee. I help out with that. We're doing like an anti-smoking campaign to help students be aware of like the negative effects of vaping and smoking, everything like that. So it's a very, very wide range. Yeah, that is a very wide range. And so your major kind, major and minor, minor kind of perfectly tie into what you're doing. I mean, you're an SGA, which goes with your political science major and then a minor in environmental sciences. So how did you happen upon your major? Because you told us how you, how you, I guess, selected your minor, but how did you happen upon your major? Um, so because I did student government at high school, I kind of knew I really liked like the leadership role and everything. And I really enjoyed like social science, history, writing, um, and like that kind of aspect of it. And like, to me, like political science was almost like, like it's a lot of writing. It's a lot of writing. Um, yes. So I knew it would still have that aspect, but I also really wanted to do something very important. And like that, I like, I've known like for like, since before high school, like I wanted to do something that was like very um, causing like great change and being a positive impact on the world. So I knew that political science, like the best way to change anything is from top down, like through the government, um, passing the legislation, and as I got more involved in environmentalism, I realized like a lot of um, environmental issues can be passed through like the government and everything. And like a lot of government systems could be changed and um, to help the environment. So that's why it, it kind of like clicked in my head, like, oh, like if I want to advocate, the best way to do that is through like a government or nonprofit position position that perfectly aligns with political science and I really liked I really enjoy like history and learning how like systems work like I love any kind of like even like economics or anything I just like knowing like learning how the world works and political science is like the perfect way to do that and then environmental studies is like my own personal interest like I like learning about nature and plants and like how we can protect the environment so that's where like the environment studies minor is perfect and then they just again like you said they complement each other very well yeah they did that is true yeah because it works out perfectly with your extracurriculars so one more thing i want to like one more major thing i want to talk about is you seem like a very busy person so first of all you're graduating a year early and actually let's talk about that first before we talk about you know your how you balance your time in school so graduating a year early what was your intention with that? At least, did you know you were going to graduate early in high school or did you realize you could once you were in college? So how did you decide to graduate one year early? Uh, once I started taking a lot of dual enrollment classes in, in high school, I kind of realized like I had a lot of credit. I, I would have a lot of credit going to college. So I knew that it was definitely going to be something that would probably happen. Um, and so I kind of just counted on it. And then like my first two years, like freshman, sophomore year, I was just kind of thinking like, do I want to graduate a year early or do I want to like postpone it? So that was like a big thing. And then I also was thinking like, do I like grad school, law school, like how's this going to play into it? Um, so I would, I would say like once I, after like sophomore year, like I looked at like my night and I saw I thought it was like what they used to um, calculate like how many credits you have left to graduation. Um, and I realized I only had like a little bit more than 30 credits left. So I could graduate within the year. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is happening because and I was just like, there, I, to me, it just seems like why postpone it? Like I, I decided I didn't want to go to grad school. So I figured might as well graduate the year early, do the two years of grad, of grad school and then 
I would ultimately have both degrees in five years instead of six. So it just seems like the most efficient option eventually. Yeah, that's amazing. And can you tell us a little bit about your grad school plans? Like, are you thinking of branching out of Florida and kind of the schools you're aiming to and what you want to get your graduate degree in? Yeah, so my graduate school list is definitely much bigger than my undergrad. I am, and I'm not, the only place I'm applying in Florida is UF because they have a natural resource policy program. Um, so that, that's, I want to do like environmental, specifically like environmental policy because um, there are a lot of good grad programs for that. Um, I would say like my top choices, the University of Washington in Seattle, they have a dual degree program. So you get, get a master's in environmental sciences and forest management, and then also a master's in public affairs. So it literally takes like my major and minor and you get two masters out of it. And, and that's in three years. Um, and then UC Davis, um, University of California, Davis is a huge environmental school. They do a lot for that goes towards sustainability. So they also have an environmental management program um, that I'm applying to. That was definitely a top choice of mine. And then I would say definitely like my reach reach school is Boston University. They have like it's global policy and then a specialization in environmental policy. Um, but I went there over this. I went to Boston over the summer um, while I was visiting my family, and I went to the campus and it was just it was so cool. And obviously, like okay, like little fun fact like AOC is really like my idol like I love her so and she went to BU for economics that's like definitely like my top school but um and then um I'm also applying to a couple schools in DC they have they have environmental like policy management classes and if I want to work in the government obviously DC is the, like the most prime place to do it so I'm applying George Washington University and American University in DC so yeah definitely branching out of Florida um I definitely have a much more firm plan, like going to grad school than I did for undergrad, which is which is good. And I took the GRE. I studied for the GRE much more than I studied for the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's amazing that you're doing all this stuff. And I want to go back to one thing I was wondering about. How did you at least balance the schoolwork you had and then the SGA work you had? And then you did do like an internship at a nonprofit as well. So, just in general, because you are graduating soon, just in general, how do you balance all of that, your academics, the extracurriculars that you have an actual passion in, and then social life and just having time to do little hobbies here and there? Um, it's definitely a challenge. I feel like a lot of times, like if I do have free time to do something that I want to like, just outside of anything else, like I kind of feel like a little bit of guilt, like, oh, you should be doing something else. Um, and, and now I also, I interned for a house representative as well. So I was doing government, um, my current internship and then school as well. So it's definitely like just scheduling. Like I have almost everything that I have to do like on my computer calendar, like down to the hour. So, and it's like, you just gotta like, think ahead, like, okay, if I had this due this day, then I have to get it done before this event because I'm not going to have time to do it afterwards. So it's definitely like a, you have to be very proactive. Um, and then some days it just like ends up or like over the weekend, like I'm literally just spending the whole weekend doing homework because I wasn't able to do it through the week, which like kind of sucks. Um, but it's definitely costs like I don't I wouldn't say like I have time to just like do whatever I want. Um, like some college students prefer to do. It's definitely like full time, like just going, going, going. Like I usually like I'm on campus and nine o'clock I leave around like four or five like a normal job so it's definitely just putting a lot of long hours in 
Yeah. And I have a couple extra like little questions before we end here. So with the Bright Future Scholarship covering, it's 100% of your tuition, right? Because you met the requirements for that? Yeah. Yeah. So how much of an, I guess, how much of an impact has that had on you? Do you feel like so much better than maybe some of your classmates who didn't get the scholarship and are now going to pay student loans. So how much of an advantage do you think you are at right now? Because you, you're not going to graduate with any student loans. Um, I definitely feel very, very like, fortunate that I was able to like escape having to take out any loans or anything. I was able to have everything like set and I wasn't like, I did have like I, a couple jobs during, I still have to a couple jobs during college, but um so ultimately, like I, still, I feel like I still would have worked as much as a regular student would have, but um, it's nice not to have that extra burden. Like I it's definitely made it a whole lot easier to get through college, so that's really good. That's, that's amazing. And so we're we're coming to yeah about an end here. So I want to ask you one more thing, and this is more of an advice thing rather than like sharing your experience. So number one, can you give us advice for current high school students? They can be any year, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, what advice would you give them in high school now, either to do better in high school or prepare for college, whichever one you want. And then for current students who are either going into college or since it's the beginning of the school year, they're in college right now. So what advice would you give for those two groups of people? Um, so the advice I always used to give to the freshmen that used to peer mentor um, was always just like this, get involved. Cause obviously that's what I've been doing. And through like, you just kind of learn through trial and error, like what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And I would say the biggest thing is like, don't be afraid to quit uh, something that you don't enjoy. Like I, I, I hate quitting things. Like I think like I will literally stick it out even if I don't like doing it, but just because I feel like I have to, but like, I think the best, like, the best way to find out what you're truly interested in is just, like, keep trying things out until you find something that you genuinely enjoy and are passionate about. Because it could take a while. Like, environmental policy is, like, such a niche to be interested in for a career. Like, I feel like that's not something many people, like, go in. Like, you know, most high school seniors probably aren't saying, like, oh, I want to work with, like, environmental policy and environmental management. I mean, maybe now, like, as it's becoming more of an issue, definitely, like, when I was in high school, that's not something, like, everyone wanted to do. Um so it's just like finding like your little niche and finding what you're enjoying. Even like in your high school, like you're not too young to start like doing something for your community. Like I know it seems like you're kind of limited to your like, high school sports, your high school clubs, but you can still like there. Are, I know there are like interns um, in Central Florida that intern for like house representatives in high school. And like I was just um, I did a panel a couple months ago for um, this high school group called This is Zero Hour, which is like climate advocacy group which is so so cool and like they're doing so much work than I ever thought I could do in high school so definitely like it's you're never too young to get involved you're never too young to start doing what you want to do now so I definitely think that's like the biggest thing yeah and what and what would you give what advice would you give for uh current like college students right now who are either about to enter college well I guess a little bit later on they'll be entering college or that are already in college and don't really know what to do or don't really just they don't know what they're doing. So what advice would you give for them? Um, I mean, now I just feel so awful for them because like it's just such a bad time to start yeah, college. But terrible. I would definitely say like just don't take it. <laughs> just don't take it as like a hindrance. Like still try to make the most of it that you can. Still try to go out and find like 
find what you're interested in as best you can. Like, obviously, like you have to accept the circumstances at some point, like maybe you're not able to do exactly what you want to do. Um, but just trying to make the best out of it. Like, don't let it ruin your first year because you're not going to get it back. Um, and definitely, like, don't be afraid to, like, go to things by yourself. I think that's also honestly, like, the biggest thing. Like, don't be afraid to, like, be the only person so- that you know somewhere. Um, like, don't only go to something because your friend is going. Like, do something because you want to do it and you think that you're interested in it. Because um, that's ultimately, like, how you're going to grow as a person. Okay, that, that's really good advice. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, have a, I guess you could say evening. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for my interview with Emma. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe so you know when other episodes are coming out. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.